Welcome to We Talk Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Caleb. And I'm Notch. This week we're back after a month off and we gotta catch you up. So we've just got a special episode of uh, catch up stuff to play catch up and catch you up. How many times can I say catch up? Oh, there's a side serving or catch up along with this too. <laughs> uh, well, as you can probably figure out, Sasha ain't with us uh, this, this morning. He's off doing probably shadowy Russian things. Uh, right I mean it's just naturally where the mind goes yeah. right like I mean you can't help but think of it yeah I mean you think he gets his orders directly from President Putin or uh, is there some intermediaries I mean we're a pretty important podcast so I, th- I think I like to think so he's infiltrating our podcasts under direct orders from Putin right right yeah. but then what what do you think is the end goal of infiltrating our podcast because like generally you think President Putin wants divisiveness in the US so I mean, how many U.S.-based Russian Premier League podcasts are there? Right. I think that's that's where we're going. I think Sasha's going to subtly bring more Russian Premier League stuff up, and then eventually this will just turn into talking about Zenit and CSKA Moscow and yeah. others that I don't know. You, th- you think we should uh, have him do his own spinoff show on the our, our Russian Premier League? You know, we can be like the Totally Show. He can be like, you know, they have their Golasso, the show on, on Serie A, and he can have like his Russian show. Um, I can do one on the Indian Super League. Uh, you could do one on... Is there some obscure like Lebanese third division that you're following or something like that? No, no, no. no. Get I, on it. I could, I could do a fake one on my full manager save. There you go. There you go. If exactly. I'm totally real to me, at least. Full manager save. Right. So we go watch United up to use. See, to, to United fans, uh, podcast network. We can just, I mean, all our listeners, all their other podcasts and their podcast apps, just delete them all. Now you can just fill yourselves with our stuff exclusively. <laughs> phrasing? Are we using phrasing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as I, as I mentioned in the intro, our show this week is going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to stray from my habit of asking awkward questions. That, oh, thank God. Yeah, I, I, I could see a sweat. My u- like, New Year's resolution was to not answer those. So What? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Destroying the show. I mean, doing well. I mean, doing okay, well so right. far. So we're, we're not going to do that this week. We're also not going to do segments. We're just going to go through what's happened. Because it's been a few weeks since we were on the air. And uh, just like you, the listener, we need to catch up on uh, on what's happened. Um, and, and we have a helpful list in front of us. So why, why don't we just start with the NWSL, huh? And uh, and see what's happened. Where it seems like all hell has broken loose. <laughs> they they don't have a Lots commissioner. Of trades, no commissioner. Right. Any team sometime. The the president of the league also quit to go work for the Orlando Pride. Like, like presidents can quit. Like right. just in general, presidents can. Does does he know that? <laughs> <laughs> you seem stressed. You should probably quit. <laughs> right. um, but if your league's president is leaving to go take a job with the Orlando Pride, um, what does that say about like working for your league? You know, uh, Orlando not exactly known for being the one of the best working environments in the country. I don't know. Maybe uh, so. NFL president Emmanuel Duffy steps down after one year. Um, after three years in the like NUSL lead administration system, moving to Atlanta Pride front office, maybe she just wanted less responsibility, but also wanted to be still in soccer. It's kind of a rock and a hard place situation, right? Because the league is um, in a rocky place. We've talked about this. They don't have a commissioner. So Amanda Duffy is getting to kind of all the blame, good and bad. Uh, and, and there have been accusations that she hadn't done enough, that this league needed to be 
kind of in in like a usl mode where usl maybe was in like 2014 of just like making like lots of announcements doing like 300 things and that wasn't her style so at the same time you could see how she doesn't want to rock the boat too much if you know an unstable league you don't want to like do crazy things um so i can see why after three years it just got to be too much but uh hey speaking of uh new things happening uh there are now pretty strong indications that Sacramento will enter NWS in 2021. We talked about how some uh, folks in the league were kind of nervous that they were going to come in this year, but get announced very late, which would affect the college draft. And, mm-hmm. and that has now been uh, set aside as a concern. Hey, so let's uh, jump into talking about trades because that has to have start on a happier note, right? Right, right, right. I mean, kind of. Well, I was, I, I, mean, was, I was more hinting at the whole J.J. Watt. Yeah, J.J. Watt um, put a local Houston news account. It a, like, it's a, a local ABC station. ABC station uh, kind of on blast for saying that J.J. Watt's fiance was traded when her name is Telly Ohai and she is a soccer player and was traded to the Red Stars from Houston right. um, and is actually a good piece to put in with the Red Stars. Like uh, She's a solid player in WSL that should be a good player for the Red Stars. And it's not like they were like, you know, Kelia Ohai, who plays for the Houston Dash, has been in a big move, traded to Chicago. She is also, like, it wasn't like yeah, a... Yeah, it wasn't like a, a side it, note. It's it, like the main, the main story. The main headline was J.J. Watt's fiance. And, like, it's not like these things haven't come up in the last few years. Like, read about your your profession, journalists. Like, figure out that this has been a thing that's yeah, happened. It, it, it happens so often, especially with women's soccer. Like, just... A couple years ago when uh, Julie Ertz's husband, Zach Ertz, was in the Super Bowl and Julie Ertz couldn't watch because she was at U.S. Women's National Team training camp. This whole thing, like, yeah, Zach Ertz's fiance or wife, his wife at the time, isn't watching him play football? How dare she? Like, stay out of their lives. Yeah, also, exactly. she has a name. It's Julie Ertz, and she won an award this year. So. Yeah, exactly. She was uh, named, uh, we we're going to talk about this later, but might as well mention yeah. it. She's player of soccer, U.S. Soccer Player of the Year this year. So, yeah. hey, good for her. Good for her. Uh, also in Player of the Year news, while we're on the topic, uh, Megan Rapinoe named Football of the Year by The Guardian. And before uh, the extremely online bros complain, uh, it's it's an award given to someone who has had an impact in many different areas and it doesn't just have to be like the person who has whatever favorite statistic you in your basement have as like, that's what she should be judging. Done, not on what she's doing. <laughs> but on. what are her expected goals? Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, good for Megan Rapinoe. Um, retired uh, player Heather O'Reilly is pregnant, due in June. Just mm, congratulations to her. Yeah, uh, Katie Stengel has been traded from Houston to Utah. She uh, went to Twitter to say that, uh, "Oh, too bad I don't have a famous husband to add more spice to this tweet." <laughs> um, Italian uh, chef Justice Fender. Right, uh, Laura Harvey. Speaking of Utah, Laura Harvey, Utah Royals ex head coach, has left them to join U.S. Soccer as the U18 Youth Women's National Team coach. Uh, Red Stars uh, supporters group uh, Local One Thirty Four. But uh, Yuki Nagasato's band, Bruised Broken Band. Is band part of that name? It is. Oh, okay. Well, Triple B for its first show ever. And that's pretty cool. They hope, were... I hope they were good. Right. You got to give them kind of a B, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the show, I believe, is actually on uh, February 21st. I didn't put the date in our notes. But uh, you can go if you're oh, in Chicago. Oh, they are good then. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Yuki Nagasato was doing great things last year. Um, and... Yeah is now kind of overshadowed by uh, 
Sam Kerr in the attack, but really, really good. Right. And now she's in a band. Like, <laughs> she sh- let's she's just make the her. Coolest? Right. Let's make her the NWSL commissioner, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, Andresinia, by the way, Portland Thorns, speaking of a team that has had some change since the last time we met, uh, the Portland Thorns have, uh, first of all, Andresinia has left them to join Corinthians in Brazil. Then uh, they decided to turn around and send Emily Sonnet the rights to Matilda's forward, Caitlin Ford, and both the 7th and 14th overall picks in the 2020 college draft. They traded those, Portland, to Orlando. Now, Emily Sonnet, important player. Caitlin Ford, less so, uh, particularly thanks to a foot injury she suffered. Uh, But, um, and two picks for... The the first overall pick. Yeah. And, and everyone's like scratching their heads being like, what is happening? Like, what could you possibly be planning to get with this first pick that makes it worth all of this? It's like me telling Caleb, you know, for one thing that you cook me, I'm going to make you five dinners in a sit-down restaurant. And, and, and you're wondering, like, what is Caleb going <laughs> to cook me Yeah, that is that good? And then I'd say it's that um, the the chocolate chip carrot cake that you brought that the, was it kind of bread what was it it was a banana bread yeah banana bread. i also did not make that that was taylor that was taylor all right yeah. well, I'll trade I'm, not a ba- to, I'm not a baker i will trade that food to taylor but that was fantastic uh, so i don't have to eat what the, what the fuck man so so what what was portland's chocolate chip banana bread that they traded all of this stuff for uh that was uh stanford junior sophia smith um 2017 young female player of the year yeah, um, she's apparently going to declare early before graduating. She's going to play for Portland. Yeah, and uh, so some people wondering, you know, she's not been capped by the senior team yet. Uh, is this is this worth it? Um, we will see. But Portland certainly believe it is, and uh, so so a lot of potential, I guess. Definitely one for the future with the chance of making a splash this season or next. Right. Yeah. And uh, Portland also have traded Midge Purse to Sky Blue FC for uh, <laughs> amazingly Midge. named player Rocky Rodriguez and uh, a first-round pick in the 2021 NWSL College Draft. I'd like to believe that they, they only really wanted Rocky Rodriguez, but they decided to make the first pick because they were like, you know, we just traded for another first pick. Let's just confuse people by throwing this in there. 2021, like, make all the podcasting and journalism around this twice as hard because <laughs> you have to clarify. It's the 2021 first pick. I feel like Rocky Rodriguez was a former journalist for the Daily Butel in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Get me photos of Spider-Man. <laughs> Rocky. Uh, okay, yeah. She's uh, actually uh, 26. Played the last four seasons for Sky Blues. And was selected number two overall in the 2016 college draft. Was named NWSL Rookie of the Year. Uh, after getting one goal and one assist in 18 appearances. So, hey there. Uh, she also mentioned Portland are targeting 24-year-old PSG in France forward Diani. So that could be a pretty splashy signing if they manage to finish that one up. Uh, Washington Spirit have signed Canadian forward Jenna Hostrom. They are preparing to sign West Ham defender Brooke Hendricks and Japanese forward Kumi Yokohama. Uh, North Carolina, not New England, North Carolina has traded McCall Zerboni to Sky Blue FC for the rights to Haley Mays. And uh, should also mention, finally, the last bit of NWSL news that Sky Blues have named Freya Coom their head coach. She joined them in September of last year as interim head coach and will um, be a full coach, full non-interim head coach 
Yeah. In 2020. Remove the interim tag. Exactly. So Sky Blue's making some good moves out there. Uh, like to see how this coach does, but bringing in Zerboni and uh, Midge Purse is huge for their team because they've been abject in the past couple of years. And remember, they'll be playing at RBA this year. So that's um, that's pretty... That's yeah. pretty... It's a statement of intent, as you would yeah. say. You know, after after years of sustained criticism of this team, maybe this is the year that they finally turn around. We'll have to I, see. I mean, that's so far, I'd, I'd pit them to be better than last year. Probably mid-table, but not playoffs. Yeah. But that's and, progress, and that's what Sky Blue fans want to see. And I think the real judgment of this will be four years down the line when we'll be talking about how are the conditions for the players, like are they happy to be playing for this right. team and all of that good stuff. And how ticket sales have, at Red Bull Arena have been. Right. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Uh, hey, let's move on now to talk about uh, the um, MLS, I believe. we got to talk about houses now, real estate. Are you up on your uh, local listings? No, I'm not. So, but I'm looking in Charlotte, so... Hey, so is MLS. Yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. They got they got an expansion for uh, three hundred twenty five million. Wasn't ours like yeah, uh, five bedroom, three bed, <laughs> <laughs> three car garage? Yeah. Wasn't ours like a hundred and ten? Um, Minnesota United. It was definitely cheaper. Yeah. So, this is a lot more expensive, and I'm actually really glad that we entered the lead a few years ago because they're just like selling. Like it's just insane how the price has been. Uh, we could have had. Rates. 200 Joe Hearts. Uh, <laughs> we could have lost the ability to have 200 Joe Hearts by paying 200 more million dollars. Uh, we'll get to that one in a little bit. But um, hey, it, also over 20,000 uh, season ticket deposits already in uh, Charlotte. So uh, that's they, very cool. Yeah, um, kind of. It's a lot better than Nashville has been. So eee, go what are they like 7,000? Like it's not good. No, 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 no. And they're in the Western Conference. Hooray! <laughs> um, but Nationals in the Western Conference? I believe so. Yeah. Weren't no. they? Well, I have no idea. Uh, I, I feel like there were some people making jokes about that. Maybe it's that was like... I think oh, yeah, I know they are because Chicago's still in the East, even though they're further West than Nashville. It's um, dumb. Yeah. So anyway, let's uh, let's talk about the fact that a few a few time-related statistics that were helpfully provided Ooh. by some people. Um, in 2010, 10 MLS players earned over $500,000. In 2019, 162 MLS players have earned over $500,000. Hashtag 10-year challenge. Right? Uh, none of those people are the two of us, though. So if someone has a couple... We million, have 500,000 bucks, but no bank will take them. So yeah. I, I've, I've tried giving them away, and people are like, no... It's it's kind of sad. It's kind of like Scottish uh, pounds that aren't accepted in London. You know, it's kind of like that. Garber box. Except, unlike Scottish pounds, there isn't an entire country where they are accepted either. Or is there? No, there's not. No, there's, like, there's not. Maybe like Zimbabwe, they'd be like, we could have billions of our currency for one Garber buck. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> to Zimbabwe. Hey, by the way, did you? Know, well, you wouldn't have known. I couldn't. I didn't tell you. So, how would you know? But my my one of my professors at school actually brought billions of Zimbabwean dollars into class. Oh, I totally knew that. To, no, I didn't know, know, no, you didn't know that. <laughs> but uh, to show us, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it's it's really interestingly like textured money. It's very like weird. Yeah, I was thinking, like, if you've got to reconfigure currency every few years, like, maybe it's going to, like, at some point, you're just like, you know what, just print it out on an inkjet at home. Like, that printer ink is worth, like, billions of our currency anyway. So, <laughs> you know, why not? Might as well print money. 
Right, exactly. Exactly. Hey, but uh, MLS transfer spend in the entirety of 2015 was 28.4 million dollars. MLS transfer spend between December 1st and December 20th, 2019, 31.2 million dollars. Three million dollars more. Just in 19 days. That's insane. Yeah, it shows, it shows how much the league just grown. Um, kind of turning away from being the retirement league with some exceptions, and getting more younger players that have more promise from South American countries. Oh, or I, from, sorry, I forgot to tell you that thirty-one million entirely for Zlatan. Oh no, joke, joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you're right. We paid him to leave. That's weird. <laughs> Makes sense. Fuck out. Makes sense, but it's weird. <laughs> Um, MLS has announced that they will not use the offside technology from the Premier League. This came from uh, PRO, uh, the Professional Referees Organization. Um, and before you ask, like, oh, is it because it's such a train wreck in the Premier League? Perhaps, but it's also because they don't have enough broadcast cameras in MLS to yeah. make that technology work. No one be offside by armpits or kept onside by defender butts. Or like Zlatan's ponytail. But uh, uh, Leandro Gonzalez play Pires. Uh, has moved to Club Tijuana from Atlanta. Good for him. Stay out of here. Yeah. He's a a thud. Yeah. That's yeah, as some bad temptation. He's a physical player who plays against the laws of the game. You can say anything about Atlanta players as long as you don't go like racist or some like weird bigoted <laughs> shit. Remember, this is the guy he has t- in I think three or four games against Atlanta against Minnesota. He has two red cards. Right. One so- for his body checking Sam Nicholson to the advertising at TCF and one for a follow on think on Hassani Dotson I feel like every time someone says the name Sam Nicholson to me I both have the uh, impulse to be like fall to the ground with my hands in the air and be like I repent I repent and then I'm like who why do I have that <laughs> impulse and anyway uh, Justin Miram has tweeted that he's leaving Atlanta uh, the, awkwardly he did this before the club announced he was leaving which I don't know if they have but I, I I had seen this tweet and been like I didn't heard he'd left he said thank you a shorter ride than expected ouch or wanted but <laughs> blessed to be part of the history with the Atlanta United two cup emojis found myself loving the game again ouch and you helped in so many ways to the 17s gonna miss y'all thanks for having my back some shade at Atlanta and Orlando right there. So Ooh. some fodder for both fans. Um, hey, Minnesota, give him a call maybe. I don't know. Right? Maybe yeah, good, uh, good, maybe. Good winner depth or even a starter. Yeah, hey, um, Atlanta will also sign Anton Walks from Portsmouth, at Portsmouth FC. He played I hate for that Kanye song. <laughs> the, uh, he <laughs> played, played Jesus Walks. No. He's, uh, he played <laughs> the for B-side. He played for them in 2017 on loan from Spurs. Then he transferred to Portsmouth. Now he's back at Atlanta. So yay for them. Uh, yeah. I just, I just wanted to make that Kanye West joke, and I am kind of done talking about him. Uh, Philadelphia Union striker Tori Burke moved to SKN St. Poulton in the Austrian Bundesliga. Um, he had some issues returning to the U.S., I believe, after visiting Jamaica last year and couldn't play for the team, so now he can actually play for a team in Austria, which is good for him. Everybody's favorite wunderkind from yesteryear, uh, Gideon Zalalem, formerly of Arsenal, has signed with NYCFC after a uh, not-so-great year at SKC. <laughs> Featured in uh, FM 14 Wonderkids. Where are they now? Yeah, exactly. Basically. Uh, he's at NYCFC. I hope he didn't turn around. He's only 22. Let's be honest. He's only 22. He's the right coach, I think, to try and get him on this week under him and 
Just a chance to play, really. It's like the Freddy Adu effect, right? You're like, he's the next Pele, but there's like a little bit of distance between Pele and like trash that doesn't need to be signed by a major league team. Like, if you fall anywhere, that's a big gap. Yeah. You sign it, you fall anywhere in that gap, and you're probably, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Get in. We, we forgive you. We're fine. Yeah. We forgive you for the amount of pressure we put on you. Yeah, also, why the fuck didn't you help us get to 2018 World Cup, huh? What the hell, man? He, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't on the team. He wasn't called up. <laughs> if he was called up, he would have led us there. Exactly. He would exactly. have led us there. This is why Jurgen Klinsmann was fired. No. <laughs> All right. uh, FC Cincinnati have signed a Japanese international Yuya Kubo from KAA Ghent. Uh, the really funny thing about this was for the last year or so, at least, there's been this random Instagram account that's been saying that Kubo should be signed by FC Cincinnati and like posting pictures of him in FC like Photoshop and FC Cincinnati gear and so <laughs> is it uh is Feinmeier moonlighting for Cincinnati <laughs> is that what's happening <laughs> this explains the Benedetti Instagram account <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, yeah good, good for them uh, uh first Japanese designated player in MLS fantastic Keaton Parks uh signed for NYCFC another US inter- U.S. under-20 international. Uh, was on loan from Benfica last year. Made the move permanent officially just recently. And good for him. Uh, another promising player who is the, probably the next Pele. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel Piet has uh, signed with Montreal. And uh, good for him. He's their captain. Uh, yeah. Keeping him on. It's good for locker room and stuff like that. And just worked with Thierry Henry, who was immediately became the best-dressed Manager in MLS. He looked like a Bond villain in yeah. the Super Draft video. That's what, you, that's what you want your coach to look like. Dignified yet intimidating. Right. Exactly. It's a good point. Um, wonder if he'll be he'll be uh, on the sidelines with a with a turtleneck every time he's in like you know Houston. He goes there. It's really hot. Or whether he like switched to something a little bit lighter. I want him to wear the hipster clothing from each city, ah. like in Portland and Minnesota, like flannel with like a beanie. Houston, it's like those short shorts with like suspenders and a white button down <laughs> and a bow tie and like a unicycle hat yeah <laughs> it's just like all like, warm weather hipster and cold weather hipsters all around the country nice i like it i, I would really appreciate it if you did that <laughs> that'd be awesome uh la galaxy have signed left back emiliano insua from vfb stuttgart uh one of our resident uh stuttgart fan shane's favorite players from stuttgart but He's really good going forward. Um, okay defensively. Um, I think he's 30 now. And Bounce between the league is probably the better, one of the better players in the Bundesliga and then definitely one of the better players in the fine Bundesliga. But kind of needed a change of scenery because Stuttgart, according to Shane, is a, quote, tire fire. Right uh-huh. now, so. Uh, LA Galaxy actually you know since they lost Zlatan trying to make a few moves to like keep the excitement up they've got Alexander Katai from Chicago which is a good great move I really want a Minnesota go after him too you're right and they're now heavily rumored and this isn't just your yearly uh, Chikorito is gonna sign for MLS maybe sure no he went somewhere else no actually this time he's actually like apparently talking to them right now somewhere in Spain and he might actually join LA oof cool it's going to be great for the Western Conference. Awesome. Awesome, right? awesome, awesome. Apparently, uh, Bruce Arena is going to be doing the Samba. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, hopefully not doing the Samba because he's a person. Uh, <laughs> Revolution signed Unless they like it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get in that way. Like, come on, man. Signed Samba tomorrow from lead to side Le Havre, which is the team that Bob Bradley coached for like a year. Pretty uh-huh. sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Columbus Crew have signed uh, Vito Warmgur? What? Vito Warmgur, who is a Bond villain slash henchman and defender from the Norwegian <laughs> League, which we all know how center backs from the Norwegian League can do. Yeah. Good luck, Columbus. Uh, also, 20, they've signed 27-year-old Argentine attacking midfielder Lucas Celarayan. I'm pronouncing it just like the website told me to. They had like a pronunciation guide for him. They needed a... It's not Lucas, like, but yeah. Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. All right. Well, that's all we're going to say from now on in this podcast. Lucas. Um, this is, I think, a much better signing than the Bond villain. He joins the Kruzukar Club. <laughs> <laughs> this is the largest uh, transfer fee in club history by the way so good for them yeah hope it works out for yeah. them yeah. He, he, he comes from Tigres he played uh, 139 times for them between 16 to 19 so hey uh, Miami had a bunch of uh, bucket load of signings uh, Roman Torres Juan Agadello a full of shells right um, so the, the two of them of course uh, let go by their previous teams uh, Seattle and New England Haitian Youth International Denso Ulisse from Tacoma Defiance they've also signed him 21 year old speedy fullback and they acquired the homegrown rights for Drake Callender after acquiring um, just 2020 they, though the talent is only for 2020 oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah got it got it got it yeah, they, they got the rights in November like right before the calendar yeah, was going to buy your sale. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. so so he did, they did that from the earthquakes and now they've actually uh, acquired the player he's a 22 year old goalkeeper so yeah, um, Miami really mining the lower leagues of U.S. soccer for some players to fill out their roster, which I think this is a good move, honestly, because they're, they signed Jerome T. Savetter earlier in the offseason. I think this is a good move, um, just getting some depth and getting some players that may not have looked anywhere, but to do something. Like Jerome T. Savetter's played in Germany before and has kind of revamped his, uh, his career when he was at uh, El Paso last year. We'll see what happens, particularly because their coach is one hell of a character, Diego Alonso. Named head coach of Inter-Miami. Uh, he's won the CONCACAF Champions League twice with two different ML Liga MX clubs, uh, Pachuca in 2016 and Monterey in 2019. He was uh, fired by Monterey <laughs> uh, in September of last year. So, um, but still, this is like a really scary, uh, one of those like intent coach signings, I would say. Uh, David Beckham has contacted Argentine fans living in the United States to be a part of Vice City 1896, the official supporters group of Inter-Miami. Yuck. Uh, the Englishman has asked for Latino blood to add color to the grandstand of the brand new MLS team. I, that's a weird phrasing that I don't, I'm not really 100% comfortable with. Yeah. I'm yeah. like 0% comfortable with that. It's uh, weird. Miami's jerseys are also plain t-shirts with uh, an embossed logo. Um, I said this on Twitter, but I'll say it here too. My middle school art teacher told me my best wasn't good enough when I was in art class. I'd do better than Adidas in these jerseys. True. I will uh, agree to that, having seen some of your drawings. Uh, Portland, <laughs> from, from, from school. They are in your fridge, yeah. Yeah, okay. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Portland have signed Yimmy Chara, uh, who, if you haven't noticed, is Diego Chara's brother. They looked exactly alike. Yeah. It's uh, uncanny. And Chara, he's 28, joins Portland with 350 professional appearances in the top leagues of Brazil, Colombia, and Mexico since making his professional debut in Colombia. So if you thought Diego Chara was good, this guy seems to be better. So whoops. Yeah. And uh, Timbers have room for one more DP to assign Diego Valeri to a multi-year contract extension using TAM money now. So the only 
a DP they have are Nimitara and Sebastian Blanco now. Room for one more. That's Portland's looking dangerous already. Yeah. And I'm not here for it. <sighs> you really hate to see it. You really do. God damn it. <laughs> uh, after being unable to find a stadium sponsor, San Jose Earthquakes will rename Avaya Stadium to Earthquake Stadium. Would you want to be in a facility called Earthquake Stadium? I would this doesn't prob- seem stable. Right. No, I, I would not want to do that. Like, if I were to go in there, I'd be like, has everybody got their, like, uh, first aid kits yeah. as we go in here? Is there a contingency t- t- plan? Do we, where do we go? Let's run right. to the field and hope for the best? So name is Earthquake Stadium. Like, come on, guys. Uh, and the stadiums are rocking. Call, <laughs> call the emergency services immediately. It's not going to know safe. Uh, hey, the Super Draft was last week, and it provided some many moments of hilarity. Uh, I don't know if you listeners watched, but the, the, it, it opened with Inter-Miami making the first pick, which is Robbie Robinson, who... Was then Who's also a Daily Bureau reporter, right? Um, <laughs> with Rocky Rodriguez, yep. <laughs> but Robbie Robinson um, getting a Skype call, what looked like a Skype call from David Beckham, uh, as soon as he's picked, and basically turns them. He he does one of those things where he's like looking at his phone and then like looks down at it so he looks like one of those old people who has to make a Facebook <laughs> picture and so it's, they're like in the half their faces in the corner of the screen and they're scowling at the camera if he was wearing Oakley sunglasses he'd look at every single Magda person on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know blank uh, ceiling behind him and then it's just super lame and awkward but then Nashville were there to top it because uh, they decided to pick uh, Jack Maher who as soon as he's picked, they put the national scarf on him, and then a bus full of national fans shows up to start singing at him as a driveway. Like, I would have been warned to be one of those neighbors, like, suddenly just enjoying your day in the, like, yard, having a nice beer after, like, you know, mowing the lawn or something, and suddenly, like, a bus full of soccer fans start showing <laughs> Also, they just essentially doxed his parents on, on stream that millions of people watched. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's, it's also, just, was there another bus elsewhere for another draft pick that had to just right. drive back to Nashville? Right. How <laughs> lame would that have been? Like, oh, sorry, guys. They picked a guy somewhere else. So, oh, yeah. But we're getting White Castle on the way home. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, there was a little bit uh, on one of the picks. You could actually see the... Um, in in each of the houses they had a table full of MLS scarves like for every team and then they put the scarf on top of the guy which went hilariously wrong I forget which one of them it was I think it was the guy who the Red Bulls picked he had an Orlando scarf put on top of his head <laughs> uh, and then he he noticed and he like frowned at the lady doing it and then grabbed the, the correct one right away but it was uh so it wasn't scripted is what I'm saying. Like part of me is like, you know, they could have just done the real draft like in 10 minutes a yeah. week ago. Yeah. And then like had everything scripted. Apparently not. No, this Unless is- this was part of their plan. I mean, it made some, for some great memes. A lot of traffic talking about it because I was so awkward those two moments. Yeah. And also like the they, they tried some, some new format this year and were you a fan of it? So really? Ba- and just to summarize, they didn't do the whole, like, we were in a conference room and we right. awkwardly invited a bunch of fans to chant in a conference room, which to me is still the single lamest thing, uh, closely tied with showing up at a new draft pick's driveway to sing at him. Uh, the lamest place anyone has ever chanted is in conference rooms at the draft. Really at any draft ever. Like, the NFL draft's pretty big and people go to that and like sit there like, what? do something better with your day. Yeah, seriously. Like, Volunteer live, to live soup a kitchen. Exactly. Sit down on your couch and watch on your, on your TV with the rest of us. Yeah. 
yeah, thankfully someone at MLS was like, wow, we're really like screwing people's lives over by making them do this. We should change the format. So they've stopped doing that. Now every team and their coaching staff meet in a little room, uh, which differs in... Um, like it's style because in Atlanta they have the the round table that King Arthur and his knights used mm-hmm. uh, in Houston they basically met at the bottom in, in like a concrete jail cell at the uh, local police department um, and, and and so all these teams they basically have cameras feed, like looking at them then you've got 12 men and a couple of other people in the MLS studios providing analysis um, and then you have cameras at the homes of some of the draft picks, not all of them. So, like, if you're an MLS draft uh, contender and the cameras don't show up, I'm sorry, but you're probably not going to get picked in the first round at least. Um, and then the other sign of, by the way, other sign that you're kind of a crap player is that MLS doesn't have a photo to go with your little, he's been signed. Oh, speaking of, uh, Mr. Tate's uh, right back, Noah Billingsley from <laughs> UC Santa Barbara, uh, New Zealand International, probably. Um, there's apparently right back to is one of the least uh, deep um, positions in their pool. Um, if you clicked on his name in the super draft tracker, you did a four hundred four. You really did a four hundred four not found. Uh oh. Uh. So. Yeah. Everyone else, uh, not everyone else, but like the top few picks. So I checked and like, oh, they all have like a picture and stats from their college days and like a little bio. No one is not. Ah. Uh, uh. It's also kind of informative when. Uh, the first thing that comes out of, of Doyle's mouth, Matt Doyle, armchair analyst, was doing analysis. First thing that comes out of his mouth is he's very obviously a depth move for Minnesota. Yeah, cool. what up? Exactly. Uh, we had, uh, for just a little while, been talking to Montreal. I think they were like 7th or 8th overall pick. We were uh, 18th, was it? I think so. We were 18th. They yeah. were 9th. They were 9th. And we were, we were negotiating with them for a trade after Bonville and uh, Thierry Henry showed up on uh, camera. And it was announced, like, the trade has gone through. Minnesota's going to be picked. And then two minutes later, 12 minutes to come back, she'd just be like, apparently the trade is off now. <laughs> and then they picked an, a right back and then traded him to Colorado, like, immediately afterwards. So, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that was uh, amusing. So, let's say new format, MLS Super Draft, had some hilarious moments. Um, if your team next year is planning to send a bus full of supporters to a draft picks <laughs> house, don't do it. No, yeah. You Please. could be driving home with a bunch of people who just have White Castle and farting constantly. Uh, <laughs> hey, let's talk about Minnesota United News. And that's it. And let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. A few things have happened. Oh, God, it's Not so very painful. important things, but a few things have happened since the last time we recorded. They announced their FC Augsburg friendly, which... Uh, I, right? I feel like Hertha Berlin last year was a bitter get. I mean, they're both in the Bundesliga, but I feel like Berlin had some bitter names. I'm pretty sure 90% of the people are going to read Minnesota United playing Augsburg. And they're the yeah. college, yeah. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Probably a training match, which it is. Uh, Vito Manone has said it's a DP contract or bust for him per Taylor Twelman. Uh, we do know that he has rejected uh, a second increased offer from Minnesota United. So chances of him getting signed, uh, not so great. Can we spend like a minute on this, Caleb? Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to advocate for a DP signing for Manone, and I'm going to make my case just very quickly, which is that when something's working for this team, we don't keep it. We tend to break it, or we tend to let it go away. Can we keep the one thing that's been working? Please, love of God, just do something. Like, <laughs> keep this guy, you know? 
Right, is that your... Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, DP Contratender goalkeeper is not a good idea. Um, keeping the defense in front of him is a good idea. Uh, we re-signed Ike and Mike... Or, sorry, Mike Knight to uh, extensions. Um, the, the back five, if you include Ozzy in that, it's still solid with Roman, Mike, Ike, and uh, Chase, and Ozzy, of course. Um, I think that's more important than the goalkeeper. If you want your goalkeeper to be the best... To be the best uh, player on your team and see how that looks. Looked at Kansas City last year with Tim Melia. A great goalkeeper. A great goalkeeper for MLS level. He had no help and they conceded a ton of goals and looked abject in their entire season pretty much. Unless they played us. 100%. And I'll completely give it to you and I wouldn't want him to be signed for anything more than one year. I just... Want this team for once to keep a good player. <laughs> no, if we, if a striker scores more than 10 goals a year, we have to trade him. Right? And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Give me something to get excited about. But um, but anyway. Also, to do the lack of signings, give us something to be excited about. All we have right now is an FC Osborne friendly and one of the fan favorites of last year being like, nah though yeah and okay if we don't get him don't do the thing we're being rumored to do taylor twelman announcing first of all he went on the super draft and decided to put minnesota united on blast he was like fairly fairly yeah, yeah. every time by the way minnesota united comes up the people on that feed were like oh it's been a quiet off season hey hint minnesota united this has been said every year for do the last something. 10 years yeah just you know maybe in <laughs> september wake up and be like holy shit every year people accuse us of being a bad off season maybe this year we can do things a little bit early with like one guy just said so people shut up uh, not so much this year so anyway they, they started talking that way and then twelman decided to put them on complete blast by saying Hey, by the way, I've heard that Joe Hart was uh, interested in Minnesota United and they didn't pick up the phone to call him back. You could have Joe Hart for $1 million and and they didn't call him back, which, of course, then I decided to tweet and a few others decided to tweet, good. That's good. Minnesota United should not get Joe Hart for a million dollars. Just because one former Premier League reject worked out for us doesn't mean you go for a second one for equally bananas amounts of money. Like the reason to sign Vito for bananas money is because he works. Don't do that for an unknown. uh, Can I talk about this for a second? This is my time for my horrible hot take. (laughs) Not horrible, but it's a hot take. Uh, Joe Hart would be a good signing for Minnesota United. Here's my take. Uh, Vito was a reject at Reading, who are a championship-level club. Joe Hart is certain, uh, behind Nick Pope at Burnley. Nick Pope is a is the current, I think, number two goalkeeper for England, behind Jordan Pickford from Everton. Uh, Joe Hart has um, needs a confidence boost, obviously. He's been pretty poor recently but he has 12 years at Manchester City one of the best clubs in England he has 75 taps for England he's 32 um, he can be that stopgap between um, I guess Vito and DSC now um, and he's a bigger profile name coming to Minnesota he's a bigger profile name coming from England coming from overseas coming from a big league um, getting more media eyes onto. Minnesota and MLS. Uh, Jersey sales could rise with signing Joe Hart. Um, just among casuals, to be casual soccer fans in the Minnesota area could be have put more eyes onto Minnesota because of the signing. Um, now, do I think we should pay a million dollars for him? Let's pump the brakes a little bit, but we could do a lot worse. I was going to say, isn't that exactly like making him a designated player, which like. Uh, uh, I've used TAM money, but. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if we loan him in. Like we did with Vito for a year. 
again, it'd be a stopgap. Again, you don't want to see it in their stopgap, but <sighs> okay. Or, all if right, you, or, all if right. put, or if you put an option to buy at the end and have a set transfer fee at the end and then you negotiate. We're, we're definitely going to get those like lame pseudo British in a British <laughs> accent chance if he shows up though. Because he's going to be standing right in front of the supporter section and you're going to get all those like, he's one of our own and uh, you're shite and you know it and all this other crap. But he's not one of our own. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's not even go there. Uh, Rasmus Schuler has signed with HJK Helsinki. <laughs> JK, he's going to the army. What? Was he supposed to go to the army? I thought so. He was like pictured in army attire at one point. So. Maybe he has to be in Finland and like, is like, maybe it's like a army reserve type thing needs to be available yeah, there so we go. Ma- yeah. It, it, yeah I don't really know how the Finnish or army may- works maybe, maybe it's both right he shows up on the pitch with a gun like you don't want to go up against a defensive <laughs> midfielder Try to open at him put the gun on him alright here's the ball take it take it take yeah. it AJK Helsinki are like immediately <laughs> champions uh, it's like that uh, that uh, old uh, Derek comedy video self defense like <laughs> yeah wrist control and my wrist control he's, my murder is not murdering me anymore and I pull up my gun it's like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are rumored to be Minnesota is rumored to be signing striker Luis Amaria from Velas in Argentina um, he was on loan in an Ecuadorian lead um, last year led the lead in scoring th- I've heard 16 goals 19 goals I think one of those two I can't remember which one but he led the lead in scoring so double digit goals from a striker from South America that's a concept that I haven't heard in a long time um, <laughs> Paraguayan international not international but uh Paraguayan player, 24 years old, could probably give Mason Toys some um, little challenge up that strike, that strike for that striker role, which I think he needs at this point. Yeah, Mason Toys needs to for be sure. challenged to get better. Although I think Mason Toys is the striker of the future. He is only 20, I think, 21. He's he's young. He needs a little bit of a challenge to step his game up. I've been out of the country, obviously, for a couple of weeks, and so I, I, it's very hard to keep up with Twitter when you're doing far more exciting things. And um, I wanted to know, is uh, is the Angulo situation resolved yet? No. No, it's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's still on the roster. Um, the players, as far as player moves go, um, basically, Minnesota has traded away Darwin, and like, we're done for right now, and wiped their hands and like, I've been asleep forever. Okay, we did uh, re-sign uh, Adrian Heath for a contract extension for this year with an option, a club option for next year. So hooray I, for that. I, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. 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 He was going to be the coach this year anyway. We yeah, we, we knew. We have an option for next year now. It's it's fine. Uh, hey, let's talk about uh, three points of lower leagues news very quickly. Tim Howard is officially the sporting director of Memphis 901. Houston and the Rio Grande Valley Toros will affiliate for one more year after which Houston will send a team to League One. Some rumors that perhaps the RGV Toros could uh, work with Austin FC in the future. Uh, Louisville FC has walked back a rebrand <laughs> after terrible fan reaction. Uh, fun fact, this is the second time they've done that. When they were launched as a club, they also launched a logo that was awful and then the fans let their feelings be known. So uh, this is far from the course for them. The, the poor artist that made that new logo too was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> also, wasn't the logo right? Right. I think I think the artist was like, wow, people actually noticed. Usually my clients don't. Um, <laughs> anyway, the national team news. Uh, we talked about how in the women's game, uh, Julie Ertz is the player of the year. Uh, Vladko and announced 
Andonovsky has named his 28-player training camp roster to kick off 2020. Uh, that roster is pretty much the World Cup squad minus Alex Morgan, uh, with additions of Casey Short, Midge Purse, Andy Sullivan, Lynn Williams, Sophia Smith, aforementioned, uh, and Jane Campbell. I'm surprised that Zerboni didn't do a tall up. Just saying. Uh, maybe they thought, like, th- they had her, like, oh, yeah, McCall Zerboni. She's already been called up. They, like, saw a call in her oh, name. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, so, anyway. Uh, They're yeah. looking the New North Carolina Courage roster for her, like, where is she? Where'd you go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Men's Ashley Muse, January camp that was supposed to be in Qatar, has been moved to the IMG Academy in Bradenton due to uh, politics, which, uh, man, can't they keep politics out of soccer? It's just a damn shame, let me tell you. Yeah, stick uh, to sports. sports. Right? Um, not like politics ever, just affects soccer. Uh, she also mentioned Serginio Dest, dude who uh, is blessed for having chosen the US over Netherlands, plays for Ajax. Ajax. Poor sense of judgment, that guy. Hey, uh, <laughs> he's training in uh, Qatar as well, but Ajax decided to leave uh, Qatar for personal reasons, uh, assume, assuming that he didn't feel safe as a US national team player playing there so kind of sad news on both accounts there hey brian mcbride has been named uh, general manager of the men's national team uh kind uh, of uh, apparently i think it was hercules domez said on twitter that jordan Klinsman wanted to do the same thing when he was told wasn't allowed to to bring brian mcbride in as gm and now he isn't a gm maybe the ussf is more of a train wreck and tire fire than we thought there's also been a lot of news over the last few weeks about how they only will hire coaches who, if they're willing to move to Chicago. Which uh, is dumb. Which is, which is dumb. It's very stupid. dumb. It's yeah. stupid. So, um, but on that account, the U-20 national team coach was named to be Anthony Hudson, who flamed out at Colorado recently. Oh, flamed out, flamed out hard. Yeah. And uh, this would be one of those moves that you're like, oh, no, but all right, if that's the only person they could get... Uh, who lives in Chicago, okay, fine, except Velko Panovic, who was recently, recently flamed out at Chicago. Uh, Pun intended. Right? <laughs> uh, he had led Serbia to the 2015 U-20 World Cup, and they won there. Uh, he Apparently, Velko uh, not contacted even, despite the fact that he lives in Chicago still. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous that Anthony Hudson is was even thought of as a candidate he's not a good coach and part of it for all the troubles he had in Chicago has shown success in the past and won a goddamn trophy at the same age level it's it's hashtag Taylor Tolman what are we doing yeah right (laughs) um Hey, attendances for the men's national team have declined for the fourth straight year. They're their worst level since 2006. Uh, bad or something. Yeah. So uh, that was awful. And the worst four attendances came at the beginning and the end of the year. Hooray. So, uh, and Mexico's attendances are 147% greater in the U.S. than the U.S. men's national team. Ouch. Uh, bad. Finally, Jurgen Klinsmann decided to uh, troll everybody by coming out and saying that if he'd remained coach of the national team, that they would have got to the quarterfinals. Solid, solid move. I, solid I, move. I like it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I really do too. Like the, he, he just, I mean, I, that's one of those things that... It's if, like, you know what? Call up a reporter. I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well over here in Germany. I just want to 
And, and of yeah. course, you know, he gets like all this like criticism and like people getting mad at him. Christian Pulisic decides to like wait a week and then comes out and says that he agrees with him. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Just fantastic. Uh, he said, I think we have to qualify to make a deep run. Pulisic told ESPN, I don't see any reason why we couldn't have. Once you get to those knockout stages, I think anything's possible. I think anything could happen. And he also said, I had a really good relationship with Jurgen, to be honest. He gave me my first chance with the team. So I don't really have anything bad to say about him at all. Yeah. yeah I mean, come on. Made sense. Exactly. Hey, let's talk about the Premier League, where you are happy, I think. Where are you? So Liverpool hold a 16 point. Well, I think it's less now because Man City won, so like 15 or 14 point um, lead at the top of the Premier League, which is the biggest gap in the top five European leagues, Spain, Italy, France, and Germany. Um, they also hold the record now for the most points after 21 games with 61. That's 20 wins and one draw, uh, which beats Pep's 13-14 Bayern Munich team, who finished with 59 points. Yeah. Um, and I'm still not confident we're going to win the Premier League. I mean, I really... I would question your sanity if you were just standing there and be like, we got this. No, 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 you never say that. I don't know. Any other fan is like, yeah, totally. Yeah. No stress anymore. I, I would, however, like to see it in another Invincible season, though, just because it's so unbelievably cool. I was a kid when Arsenal managed to do it, so I'd, I'd love to see another team uh, achieve that. Um, Arsenal, speaking of which, have signed Mikel Arteta as their manager. I don't really have much to say about it. Uh, former Arsenal player... Former Man City coach. A uh, beloved of both clubs. Yeah. Um, and and uh, they, they did manage to get a couple of wins recently against Leeds and Manchester United. Uh, you know, they tied Crystal Palace after that, so maybe that's not so great. But uh, It's the me project. Arsenal's problems are more deeply rooted than just their coach. Yeah. Um, lots of expensive transfers that really haven't worked out are the ones that have unbalance the team they're so heavy in attack with Aubameyang Nicholas Pepe and Lacazette that their defense is suffering I, if I was Mikel Arteta I would change my name to Mikel Arceta because you know it's it's well documented now that the best Arsenal managers are the ones who have the name yeah. of the club in there so yeah okay uh, Everton have signed Carlo Ancelotti as manager no word if he'll change his name to Ertalotti or something like that um, um, also I just want to point it out Everton lost the FA Cup match to Liverpool's like U23s uh, Curtis Jones with a brilliant goal he's 18 made nice. me feel pretty old but I think our average age was like 21 or some shit like that if you feel Even, very old what am I oh super old okay. uh, James Milner the oldest player on the pitch for Liverpool was taken off with an injury so ouch Hey, Watford are out of the relegation zone for the first time since beating Bournemouth 3-0. Uh, that happened today, so uh, their second, their, no, their third coach of the year is actually doing something. Right. And and you asked in the notes, is Eddie Howe unsackable? And I would say actually, yes, he is, and he should be unsackable. Like, I think this whole manager treadmill thing, um, once you get it started, it just keeps going. The, the, everybody knows that the manager isn't um, bigger than the players, which... As a manager, you need some authority. So to have the, a club say, like, our guy is the most important person that is more important than being in the Premier League, uh, I think that that actually makes a statement that makes it more likely that you end up back in the Premier League because it, it helps the status it, of the coach. It happened a few years ago with Sean Dyche. Um, Burnley came up from the Champions League, uh, got immediately relegated, rebuilt the team, and uh, made some very smart financial moves, and, and now they're, they've been in the Premier League ever since. Just a few years ago. 
Yeah. So I I think Eddie Howe, I mean, he's got such a great story um, over there, which was in that uh, documentary that was made a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd been with them since lead one. Right. Proud of them twice. And yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, he should be there until he decides to leave or he retires. Like that, that would be, I think, just fantastic for them. Um, Leicester has been making waves in the battle for the top four. Yep. Uh, currently third now because uh, Man City beat Aston Villa or the process of beating Aston Villa right now. Um, but still, the top three teams are thoroughly above, I think, uh, who's in fourth place? I just looked this up. But I think it might be Manchester United who are kind of still startling despite that um losing against the, all the top teams um drawing against teams like Sheffield United who are doing really well in their first season Chris Wilder if it wasn't for Jurgen Klopp should be coach of the year in the Premier League um yeah they've beat Norwich recently so they're finally playing well against the bad teams only to playing probably the worst team in the league to do that um Spurs in eighth place behind Wolves Arsenal and uh Chef, the four matches Sheffield United uh, is Mourinho's magic already gone I mean that'd be record time but be, uh, I kind of hope not he seems so happy you know they almost drew Liverpool yesterday uh, yeah Los Elso had the miss of the century and I don't know how he missed it and it really brought Mourinho to his knees and he's like yeah and I mean they have a lot of injuries Harry Kane's out until April and that's a huge miss he's the best striker for England. So, I mean, the last time that they won was uh, Boxing Day. So, yeah, it's, and and that win came. They haven't won in a decade. <laughs> in the new decade, yes, that's pretty funny. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, Sheffield United are surprisingly still in the Euroleague. How? Yeah, they've been playing extremely well. They're very hard to, to break down defensively. They have this weird. Not weird, but like this different way of setting up where they have underlapping center backs. Where you see the center backs kind of moving up around their full backs and driving up the field, and they're very effective at it. Their striker, David McDoldrick, has zero goals, but also is like one of the most important players in like moving their attack along. It's crazy. Chris Wilder is making, is, I think he was a player there and has been coached there for a while now, and he is, again, if it wasn't for Jurgen Klopp, he'd be. Coach of the year for sure because they're playing out of their door right now, mm-hmm. and my dad calls them the Full Monty team because that's what the guy from Full Monty wears a Sheffield United jersey for most of the. Yeah. Hey, and, uh, and they're yeah up the blades. Go them. Let's talk about uh, January transfer window. Uh, Liverpool have a signing Takumi Minamino uh, from Red Rosen. No, Red Bull Salzburg, not the Rosenball Sport. They're in Germany. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Leipzig. Yeah. Um, I think very good signing. Um, kind of overshadowed by Erling Haaland, who ended up going to the Dortmund. Um, but if one of the most impressive players, Liverpool players, mentioned Tieren Klopp that when they played him, he was the one that was most dangerous. Um, made his debut against Everton in the FA Cup mm-hmm. and just have to see more of him in the future. Uh, Jack Rodwell has uh, signed with Sheffield United. He was, um, as as you will recall, at Sunderland for a while, and then he played last year at Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, uh, Sunderland for a while, taking up most of their wage bill because he was overpaid and not refused playing. Refused to leave. Refused to leave, which I don't. I disagree, but also like 
hey, he wants to make that money. Yeah, and, and there were there was like some extenuating circumstances there in terms of I think it was like a family story of some sort where like I mean it makes sense you know you, you, if you got to offload the guy and get his wages off your bill you got to get him a deal somewhere you got to get yeah. him playing somewhere and you, know, you can't have him playing with your youth team kind of it, it's like an Ozil situation where you where you're both tanking his value and trying to get his high wage bill away it's not going to work that way you no. know it's got to be a strategic thing on your part but I'm assuming he signed for Sheffield United at much less wages yeah Watford have signed Joao Pedro from Fluminense um, Crystal Palace have loaned Cenk Tosun from Everton and that was quick he just ended up at Everton this year I thought um, and Aston Villa have loaned Danny, loaned in Danny Drinkwater from Chelsea who'd had quite enough of his drinks yeah, actually. Again, another, didn't he just do that? Yeah, recently. That's crazy. Weird. Uh, well, anyway, hey, that's it for us catching up. Starting next week, we can uh, bring you back to a regular format and let you know how things are going. Um, also, all the other European leagues are kind of on break, so we didn't have anything else yeah. to go into this week. But also, if you enjoyed this format, we can, maybe this is our off-season format now. Almost off-season, at least, and we can kind of just go through the... Just let us know on... Yeah, 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 yeah if, if, you, if you enjoyed this. All right. Uh, well, it's uh, time for us to thank Tectonics for uh, letting us use their song Lustless as our theme music. And where can the good people find you on Twitter, Kill? I'm at kolson 716 on Twitter. Uh, Sasha's at pickuplion, L-I-O-N, not lying. Yeah, he doesn't lie. The, the animal, much. yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find me at LockStockSpock, this podcast at TW United Fans. You can also find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere where I will hope you decide to send your friends and uh, you might have noticed that we recorded on Sunday this week and I just want to say that 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 was not a mistake we decided to actually do that because it's one of those things that we wanted to do um, to to catch you up on some things I was sick as well so it was um, a decision we made because of that we'll be uh, coming back next Sunday as well and uh, until then take it easy everyone bye See you.